Hi, this is the Storyteller. I'm back with the ending to episode number 16, just as I promised. That episode was titled, Madea and the KKK. Thank you for your patience. But before I go into the ending, I received a beautiful comment, which was truly a breath of fresh air for me. And I would just like to share it with you. It says, mercy me. Like sweet Isabel, my head is swirling around with so many mixed emotions. As a 13-year-old, she faced emotional turmoils of fear, tragedies, and extreme racism. Yet, through it all, sweet Isabel witnessed the immense bravery and compassionate acts of her beloved Madea. This episode contained many unexpected twists and turns from the KKK confrontation, the eerie hiding place, and the powerful scene at the enemy's home. I was relieved that Madea maintained her dignity without any demons of guilt attached. Thank you, gifted storyteller. Oh, this was indeed an amazing real-life narrative. And to you, I say, thank you for being a breath of fresh air for me. You are my kindling. Thank you so much. Now, let me give you the ending to episode number 16. My dear carried a heavy burden for the people. No one ever felt that strongly about the people as she did. I think when I was called to be a pastor, I brought that same, those same feelings over with me. For me, it was all about the people. Souls were the main thing. I learned that from the hooking cow herself, a.k.a. my Madea. Whenever relatives came home from up north, particularly Chicago, they wanted me to tell them the story about how she single-handedly stood down the KKK. I told her story, but I never told the details of the hiding place. I kept the hiding place hidden in my heart the same way that she did. She protected the travelers, and so did I, because they were precious. That time they spent in that hiding place was special moments. She protected, she covered them, and so did I. Being in the sanctity of the hiding place was a life changer for me. And let me just give a disclaimer. Please do not get it twisted in your own twisted thinking about the respect 
that I had for the hiding place. I was not idolizing the hiding place. But I had a respect, a deep respect for that space. That one spot inside of my mother's home. I held it near and dear to my heart in the same way that I have a respect for the house of God, the things of God, the people of God. I carry myself a certain way inside the temple. I handle God's Bible, the things of God, the things that are used in the temple with a respect. That's a carryover from my being in the hiding place. You see, being in those rooms amongst their things and their utilities, it taught me a great respect for that space, for their presence, for their fears, and for their pain. When I entered into the hiding place, I had no dreams, no thoughts that I would come out a changed person. I didn't. But once I entered in, I was overwhelmed by their presence. I was totally overwhelmed, taken aback, taken up. by their fears and by their pain. I could imagine what it must have felt like to have a bed to lay in, even a temporary bed. I began to think, what might that feel like? Because my mother made a comfortable bed for them. It wasn't just a pallet on the floor. But I I kept trying to imagine what might their bodies feel being in a bed. After being on the run, running through woods, through swamps, through muddy water, through creeks, what might that feel like? I was trying to imagine what it felt like for a mother to be able to place their ba- her babies in a crib, in an actual baby bed, even for a short while. Because some of them were there overnight, and some of them, I don't know how long they were there. I heard them come in. But many times, in fact, most of the time, I didn't even know they had gone. I didn't know when they left. The baby beds were handmade, but they were big enough for a few babies to sleep in all in one, at one time. You see, those feelings were precious to me. Again, I'm just as amazed by what I felt as you probably are listening to it. 
It totally overtook me. It totally changed me. The travelers lived a life that God had spared me from. But for those moments, for the time that I was back there in that hiding place, those feelings were precious moments to me. Have you ever had moments that you deemed precious to you? Think about it. Where have you been? What have you seen? What have you handled that you can say that was a precious moment? Well, that time spent, granted, my my mother's life was at stake. Our lives were at stake. And yet here God was allowing me to have some precious moments in the pitch black, in the hiding place. But like I said, God had spared me from that kind of life. I didn't know any of the travelers. I don't even know whether or not they made it or not. I just know that I was super honored to share a small fraction of their journey. And as I was being totally absorbed, totally overwhelmed with those feelings and those thoughts, I was so glad that I was not a child that loved to play love to run and be with other kids. I was so glad that that was not my lot. Not that I despised other kids from living that life. I was just glad that it was not my life. I was glad to have this right here. I knew that I would carry the travelers And that time, that short time span spent in that hiding place, I knew I would carry it in my heart forever. And you can see that to this date in 2020. You can see that they are still in my heart as if it was just yesterday. They are still a big part of my heart. The hiding place and what I felt there left a defining mark on me. It defined me. A little piece of them remains with me today as I do this podcast. People have often said to me, sarcastically, I think, you're just always looking at people. What are you thinking? (laughs) Well, a little bit of my grandmother comes out in me because my first thought is, 
if you had some thoughts of your own, you wouldn't be so focused on my thoughts. But to answer that question, number one, many times I'm wondering if the person that I'm looking at could possibly be one of the travelers or related to a traveler. Number two, the children travelers could very easily be my age today or a little older. So you see, I'm always secretly wondering about them. As I said earlier, they left a defining mark, kind of like a tattoo. It defined me. It shaped me. But I'm okay with my thoughts. I'm so okay with those thoughts occupying a special place in my heart. I'm okay with my glimpse of life. It made me the storyteller. See you next time.